Welcome to that weekend feeling with Darren Mann. It is that weekend feeling with Darren Mann, and it was about a year ago that a court ruled that Shell's seismic blasting off the southeastern coast of Africa was unlawful. From Save the Wild Coast, we have Dean Knox joining us now. Apparently, the story hasn't completely been put to bed. There's an appeal, and there's also seismic blasting taking place elsewhere off the coast of South Africa. It's all very troubling, Dean. Thanks for joining us. Explain what's going on. Uh, Thanks. Thanks, Darren. Um, Yeah, we're not out of the woods yet as far as the Save the Wild Coast campaign is going. Obviously, there are are huge oil and gas resources under the ocean, and the the guys who would like to get their hands on those resources um, will will not give up easily because Um, 
and it's actually scary. There are maps available. You can check them online to see exactly what our Department of Mineral Resources and Energy has in mind. And, uh, and they basically have carved up our coastline, not for the benefit of South Africans. It's actually largely extraction and um, of our natural resources that belong to South Africa, extraction of those natural resources with a great risk to the environment and very little benefit to South African people. And, and that's really the problem here. Dean, if I might just make sure we understand this properly, could we just firstly focus on the ruling against Shell from a year ago? Just tell us exactly where the weak points are in that ruling and how they are attacking it now on appeal. And then secondly, if we could move on to the, the rest of the coastline outside of the Wild Coast, because that, I understand, is a different multinational oil company. Yes. The, um, as far as the say of the Wild Coast ruling, um, the... There was not adequate consultation with uh, communities, affected communities. Um, that was that was one of the strongest aspects in the case against uh, Shell right. and Impact Oil and Gas. So they've come back and they've tried to um, uh, contact traditional leaders directly in the hope that the traditional leaders, um, they will be considered to speak for all of the people of that coastline. Um, and I think that that's, uh, that's pretty much how they're trying to, to come back and um, uh, challenge that ruling. And when will that, when will that appeal be ruled on? Any ideas? Um, I, I'm not 100% sure, so I can't okay. give you a, a date. I just know that it's up in the air at the moment, and, uh, and we're waiting to see. I think the thing that's more pressing right now is that there's only one day left to submit um, objections, yeah. objections um, and comments um, or concerns to the next biggest threat along the East Coast, the, the site of the sardine run, the whale migration um, from Mossel Bay. So the, so the previous area was from Morgan Bay to um, Port St. Jones, uh, which was about, I think, 12,000 square meters or so. This next area where they currently, um, they've already done the seismic blasting, in fact. This was done in 2019. So under that um, change to the laws that allowed the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy to give environmental authorization based on um, an environmental management plan that companies would submit to the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy, uh, they were able to subvert getting an proper environmental impact assessment and environmental authorization from the Department of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment. So there was a, a, a loophole that was created that allowed um, the uh, Minister of, um, of Mineral Resources and Energy, who is currently Greta Mantashe, to actually give the ruling on whether this, these mining operations would be damaging to the environment or not and to give them authorization to go ahead. So this incredibly damaging seismic blasting took place in 2019, all the way from Mossel Bay to Cape St. Francis, an area of 19,000 square meters. So basically the whole length of the garden route was blasted to smithereens with seismic blasting in 2019 with what I believe wasn't the, um, the correct authorization or not by the 
who I believe is the competent authority, I think should have gone through Department of Fisheries, Forestry and Environment. That was also one of the challenges that we had um, against the uh, Wild Coast uh, um, uh, exploration permit. Now, these guys already blasted the coastline and they found that there were huge oil and gas reserves under the ocean between Mossel Bay and um, Cape St. Francis, potentially one trillion dollars, one trillion U.S. dollars. That's an optimistic um, estimate, one trillion U.S. dollars wow. worth of oil and gas. So that is in Rand, that is about, I don't know, 17 or 18 trillion Rand. Now, just either, you, either way, it's a very tempting offer. Well, basically, that's the entire fiscus that South Africa has had for the last 20 years. So all the money used, collected in tax in South Africa from VAT, income tax, business tax, every tax you can think of, fuel tax, um, all of that, if you accumulated it over the last 20 years, all the money that's been used to pay all hospital servants, run hospitals, um, all the money that's been stolen by corrupt people, the entire fiscus of South Africa, so the entire purse of South Africa for the last 20 years is the equivalent to what oil and gas they found under the ocean. And you might think, or people listening might think, wow, that's great for South Africa. But actually it's not, because when you look closely at who is going to benefit when these guys start the, the, um, drilling the wells, which they intend to draw 10 new wells, between Mossel Bay and Cape St. Francis, 10 oil wells. So that means oil rigs coming in, um, highly skilled workers from other countries, not South Africans, um, really getting jobs created. These guys draw these oil wells and they extract the oil. It only lasts for about 20 years, the, the whole process. Then those oil wells have been exhausted. It takes about 10 years for the oil and gas to come to market. So. It's not going to solve our energy crisis right now. And the companies who own the share, um, previously on the Save the Wild Coast, it was Shell and Impact Oil and Gas. This one um, off the Mossel Bay to Cape St. Francis Coast, incidentally, which has been nicknamed the Brolpada. Brolpada is a bullfrog. So they've obviously named it the bullfrog because of, it's a big find. And uh, it is owned by French oil giants. Total Energy, they own 45% of, um, of the Prolpada uh, mining right or, or prospecting right. They still have to get the right to actually draw, and that's where we are at the moment in the application process. Qatar Petroleum owns 25%, so that's a Middle Eastern company. So, so far, 70% is owned by companies from elsewhere in the world. Then Canadian Natural Resources owns 20%. So that leaves just 10%. Of the 10%, there's a consortium, um, and it's, made, it's called Main Street 1549, and 49% of that consortium is owned by another Canadian company. They call themselves Africa Energy, but they're actually a Canadian company. And the only South African who stands to benefit here is um, someone by the name of Potuma Nsheko, who is uh, quite famous as an MTN um, former CEO and chairman. He's a big big business player, and he owns a company called Aristyle Investments with a 51% share of that Main Street 1549. So what this means is if they extract this $1 trillion worth of oil, um, and 
course, stands to make about $50 billion or 685 billion rand. But not many other people in South Africa stand to benefit. So it's basically a way of companies from elsewhere in the world coming to South Africa, plundering our natural resources. That oil and gas doesn't get sold on shore. If our government would like to buy the, the gas, they have to negotiate with Total Energies to try to get access to that gas. And it doesn't mean we get cheaper oil or gas. So it's really a, a modern-day colonialism, economic colonialism. These guys have, the multinational oil companies have figured out that you don't have to take over a country like Putin's trying to do in Ukraine to plunder their resources. You can just make a couple of deals with politically connected business people um, and a BEE deal here or there. And you can actually get access to the resources. You can extract it and you can leave with it. Um, and, and this is what's happening. Now, as I said earlier, you might think, well, Mossel Bay, they already have Moscow. Um, so that's acceptable. But if you consider that they're going to draw 10 new wells all the way up to Cape St. Francis, then it's not as acceptable. And if you consider that actually it's not only confined to that area, that our entire exclusive economic zone has been carved up in this way. And if we allow total energies to come and plunder our natural resources now, uh, it opens the door to the next one and to the next one and to the sure. next one, of which there, there are many. So our entire coastline, as I said, cut up like a jigsaw puzzle. Um, it's, ex, it's companies from elsewhere in the world coming in to plunder our resources with very little benefit to, to South Africans on land. What can and we do? What can we do to counter this and to object and oppose? They've already had the public meetings uh, all the way from Mossel Bay. They had one even here in East London, which I attended. We have until tomorrow to submit questions, objections, um, and there is a WhatsApp number, which is which is the the easiest way to contact them. The company who's handling the scoping process are a company named WSP. And I can give you the, the number. Please. And I'll say it twice. Okay, the WhatsApp number is 07-669-43842. I'll say it again. 07-669-43842. And when you WhatsApp the message, um, there is some information which you should include there. Um Basically, you should kindly provide your full name, your surname, your contact number, your email address, and basically maybe the sector you represent, and that will get you um, registered as an interested and affected party. It's for the Block 11B, 12B project, which is basically the, the Brolpada 19,000 square kilometers. Um, and this is basically uh, right along our whale migration route, our sardine run route. There's uh, 37 species of whale and dolphin along this coast. There's 98 species of shark. Uh, we have the Agalis current, which is running from Mozambique down towards the Cape, which um, is bringing all our tropical species, which use it to migrate down the coastline. Very strong current, one of the strongest in the world. It flows at about four meters a second. And then closer to the shore, we have a current going the other way, our longshore drift, 
moving from Cape Town up towards Durban due to the swells and the, and the westerly winds um, coming all the way across the Atlantic. So we actually have these two different currents along our coastline. If there were an oil spill, um, it would be spread up and down our entire coastline. So you only need to look at where people have uh, done this type of oil and gas mining in the past, places like Peru, uh, the Niger Delta, the Gulf of Mexico, and um, the North Sea, where the fish stocks have been decimated. Um, these kinds of operations are being stopped also in the world for a number of reasons. One of them is climate change, that we should be looking at alternate forms of energy, um, not extracting more oil and gas, because that won't allow us to, to meet our commitments to the Paris Agreement they, um, on, on limiting the, the increase in uh, global temperature. Uh, another reason um, is basically uh, the, the environmental destruction that's left after. So these types of extractivism only last for about 20 years, then they move on to the next place. And but the after effects, the after the after effects will will linger and will continue to affect the uh, the, the communities who live in that area. Dean, I am going to uh, stop here. There's a lot of content for us to digest. Just maybe repeat that WhatsApp number for us once again. All objections need to be in by close of business on Friday, the third of February. I understand. Just repeat that. Uh, WhatsApp number for us for a last time, and thank you so much for the work that you and groups, including Save the Wild Coast, are doing in this regard. Thanks very much, Darren. The, the, the WhatsApp number for WFP is zero seven double six nine four three eight four two. I'll say it again: zero seven double six nine four three eight four two. And just to close, I think the value of our coastline is far more. If the integrity, the ecological integrity is maintained, is far more than the one trillion US dollars. The value of our coastline cannot be quantified. And once we lose that ecological integrity, we cannot get it back. That's what makes this so important to protect this coastline. Thanks very much for your time, Darren. Have a good day. Here, here. Only a pleasure. That was that weekend feeling with Darren Mann.